welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to Sister Wives with Mary Jane Kay. Today, I'll be breaking down Season 1, Episode 3, Wives on the Move. Every Saturday or Sunday, I'll cover the next episode of the old season I'm on, and when the new season airs, I'll cover the new episodes each week, and when that season's over, I'll go back to the older seasons, wherever I left off. I'm highly considering covering Seeking Sister Wife, but I don't know if there will actually be a new season. I've seen the whole show, and I noticed that a lot of the men have similar narcissistic tendencies to Cody, and they're all ego-driven. I'm sure, well, other than the winder, the guy in the winders, he's not narcissistic or ego-driven. I don't want to include him in that. I'm sure you all have seen that show, but it's different couples who practice polygamy, some for faith purposes, some just for lifestyle purposes. I also would like to cover a few areas of the best-selling page-turner, Becoming Sister Wives. At some point, I'll get to it. I think it'll be fun to do a little Sister Wives book club episode. But just a few notes before I get into Season 1, Episode 3, Wives on the Move. In the latest tell-all, in either Part 1 or 2, Mary said she never intended on leaving Cody and the family. If the catfish was the man of her dreams, she never intended on leaving. And I didn't buy that, and I like receipts. I'm not a gossip channel, and I don't follow the gossip blogs and the entertainment news type stuff, and I don't care how many clicks, views, or subs that kind of stuff will get me. I don't really feel comfortable with that. I do a podcast. I feel comfortable commenting on what we see on TV. I don't like going to beyond that, and I just only am giving my commentary and my opinion, understanding that that's just my opinion. And I might do panels in the future to have live open discussions with anyone, any subscriber who wants to join panel and discuss the Sister Wives episodes, the Brown Family, or any of the other things that I cover on my channels. But I don't do gossip or a blog-type entertainment thing. But Mary was very emphatic this tell-all that she never intended to leave the family. And then she made a comment regarding Christine that Christine needed to work harder to fix the issues in relationships. And that rather than blaming others, she needed to look inward and turn a mirror to herself and self-reflect on her own issues. And Mary commented that that's very hard work. I found that very rich coming from Mary, who refuses to admit had the catfish been real, it would have been adios and sayonara to not only Cody, but to the family as well. So she is no queen of looking inward and no queen of self-reflection and doing the hard work when she can't even tell the truth about herself and the situation she was in. She has no business suggesting Christine look inward when she can't even admit the truth to herself. So I went back and I looked at the photos Mary sent to the catfish and I looked, I read through the voicemails. I also, you can also listen to the voicemails. There's transcripts and there's also the actual voicemails you can listen to and the Twitter stuff and the photos that she sent to her catfish all on a blog. And I think some of it is on YouTube as well. I wanted to see if she mentioned leaving the family or ever leaving with the catfish had the catfish been real since she denies it so vehemently. So I went back to the Catfisher's blog to read through the voicemails because I wanted to see, was Mary, did Mary really look inward and self-reflect? Was she admitting everything when she said she wouldn't leave with the Catfish? So I went and I did a little research. I went to the Catfisher's blog and I read through all the voicemails and there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them that are on YouTube and also on the blog. If you want to know what the blog is, just message me or comment me and I'll let you know. I don't know if the the person would want that advertised. I don't necessarily want to advertise it. Um, 
but you can listen and look for it, Google it yourself. If you Google like Mary Catfish messages, I'm sure you can find the site yourself. You can listen as well. I believe it's on YouTube, but I just want to read an excerpt of what I found and it's of a voicemail left. It's a voicemail and it's voicemail number 29 of like over 200 for anyone who would like to hear the full thing. So in this part of the voicemail, she says, the only kind of curse that you have on you is the curse of me, the curse of love, the curse that we are going to spend the rest of our lives together. She fully intended on being with the catfish. Had the catfish been a real man, the man of her dreams, the man that she had in pictures, the Sam guy, the man of her dreams. It wasn't, it was a catfish. It was actually a woman. There are all sorts of disgusting photos and voicemails. There's photos of her in a tub. There's photos of her cleavage. There's photos of a banana and things I can never, ever, ever unsee or scrub from my mind, no matter how badly I might want to. So I just wanted to bring a receipt. Everyone can check out online if they are so inclined. And this is from Mary's own mouth before she knew the catfish was not the man of her dreams. And the only reason she didn't leave is the man of her dreams turned out to be a catfish. So someone who can't self-reflect and look inward and do the hard work herself and can admit the truth herself shouldn't suggest others do it too. And again, I want to read that again. The only kind of curse that you have on you is the curse of me, the curse of love, the curse that we are going to spend the rest of our lives together. Does that sound like a woman who was intending to never leave her family and never leave Cody? Or does that sound like a woman who was definitely planning on leaving Cody with the man of her dreams? Anyways, so on to my next thing. I, and I also just want to say someone who can't self-reflect, someone who can't look herself in the mirror and admit the truth really isn't the one who should be suggesting that others do it too. Next up, another note, and then I'll get into the episode. If anyone who listens would like to support Christine, any fans of the Sister Wives show, please go ahead to TLC's website or to the TLC app. I believe it's called TLC Go and watch Christine's delightful cooking show. It's called Cooking with Just Christine. And I heard on an interview with her son, Peyton, that if the show does well, then Christine will get a TV spot and she will also get a professional kitchen to cook in. And I would love Christine to have every success in the world. I would love everyone who is interested to please go give Christine views on the TLC app and support her because if she gets enough views, then she will get her own show on the network. And I would love to see her have all the success in the world. So please do that if you can. I will try to be sure to put the link in the description to make it easier for everyone. And if the link doesn't work for any reason or if I somehow forget, if anyone needs the link, Please comment me and I will be happy to copy and paste the link to make it easier on you to support Christine. I believe we should all do our best to support her. Okay, sorry for all the little extras today. Now let's get into the episode. Here we go. So the episode starts with Cody talking to Maddie and McKelty about how there will be a birthday party for Robin and he expects his daughters to throw the birthday party for her. And then after the birthday party, Cody will be going out on a date with Robin. And McKelty asks, you're just going to leave us? And Cody explains, not until after the birthday party around 9 o'clock. And Cody is all glowing and flushed, all in that wonderful glow of love, love, love. He's all, his face is all red. He's all smiles. He explains that he and Robin have been courting for a while and they are now engaged. And Robin's birthday is coming up in a week and Cody is getting his girls 
Mariah McKelty, Maddie, and Aspen to plan a birthday party for Robin. I'm sure the older girls know their moms struggle immensely with Cody bringing in Robin as a new wife, changing the dynamic, every wife getting less time, all the kids are getting less time, the jealousy and the competition among the wives, and on and on. And now the older girls are being asked to plan a birthday party for Robin. What a mindfuck. If I was a kid and I was very feisty at their ages, I mean, I'm still very feisty now as a full-blown adult, I'd tell him to go stick it where the sun don't shine and that he can do it all himself and I'm not doing it. The girls are planning the cake, they're planning the food and everything to do with a birthday for their dad's soulmate while they know that their moms struggle tremendously with this. I think it's really insensitive of Cody to ask his daughters to do it. He cares more about welcoming his soulmate than how it will feel for his daughters to do this. The daughters probably are doing it because they don't want to displease their dad. And I guarantee he asked his eldest daughters because his wives told him they refused to plan it. And that wasn't on the show, but I have a feeling if he asked his wives, they wouldn't be too keen on it. So he's not going to do it himself. The only other option is to ask his eldest daughters. Cody says he's trying to plan moving Robin locally. He wants to bridge the space between them, and the space between them hasn't been fun. And we know that because we know from, I believe it was last episode, when Christine told us and Cody told us that he was lovesick, he was sitting on Christine's bed during her night crying, saying he didn't know what was wrong, he just felt so much pain, and she told him that he was lovesick, that he just needed a marriage. So we know that Cody has a really hard time with being in love to the point where his pregnant wife has to comfort him about something she doesn't want about the new wife coming in. So Maddie talks about the first time that she met Robin. Maddie reflects that she met Robin for the first time when they got back from a trip to Wyoming. They walked in the door coming home from their trip and all of a sudden there was this person. Janelle warned her kids that dad had a friend over. Cody says Maddie asked, who's that? And Cody told her, it's Robin. And then they found out Robin was single. McKelty asks what the age Robin will turn on this birthday will be. And Maddie tells her Robin will be 30. McKelty says, she's only 30? That's young. Mariah says, ew, she could be my sister. And everyone yells, ew, in unison. McKelty says, that's not right. They're joking. And Maddie says, I'm glad he didn't get an 18-year-old girl. But I know, and I believe it's in the book, Becoming Sister Wives. I'm not sure where I heard this, but I believe it was in there. There was a girl, I don't know how old she was. She was 18 or 19. I know she was at least under 21. I mean, obviously she was of age and 18, but I, she was for sure under 21. And I know that Cody considered courting her, but then in the end it didn't work out. And the girl uh, said, no, she didn't want to do this. Uh, so... Janelle says the kids have seen courtships growing up with their friends' family, so this isn't culturally strange for them. All of their friends have fathers who married again. Maddie says Robin seems more like a friend, but she knows she has to see her as a mom eventually. Mariah says it was weird when her dad first started dating her, but now that they know her, it's not that weird anymore. Aspen says she still thinks it's weird. McKelty says it's a little weird when she smells the jacket that you're wearing, that's your father's, and then she says... I miss your dad. She says that can be weird. I think that's odd behavior you do when you're a teenager, like if you're infatuated with a crush, if you even do it then, like you smell your crush's body spray on something and then think of them. That's like preteen infatuation level stuff. 
Does Robin also have a Lisa Frank sticker collection and Tiger Beat magazine posters on her wall of new kids on the block? That's really, really, really odd behavior for a 30-year-old. It just shows the level of mental maturity that Robin has, in my opinion. Also, it's very insensitive of Robin. She knows that the moms of these girls will have trouble adjusting. They will struggle with jealousy and having less time with Cody, having less attention from Cody. And the older kids also are very aware at this point that their moms struggle 100%. So to have this 30-year-old woman notice you are wearing your dad's jacket and smell it and say, I miss your dad, is insensitive to them because they see what their moms go through as a result of Robin and Cody being in love. And it's incredibly insensitive. And I really think like no one wants to see, they see what their moms go through and no one wants to see someone jonesing for their dad either. That's a boundary and it's incredibly insensitive and incredibly weird. She's a 30-year-old woman with three kids who's been married before, smelling a jacket of her soulmate's daughter that the daughter is wearing saying, I miss your dad because it's the father's jacket and she can smell him on it. Knowing her relationships with this teenager's dad is causing a lot of suffering to that teenager's mom. That's not how a mature woman acts or a woman who is self-aware and has genuine empathy would behave. She said her heart was swelled with love for the other wives. So maybe she can be more sensitive to their kids and maybe she can love Cody without shoving it in everyone's faces, perhaps. Maddie replies to McKelty's comment about the jacket that she goes, that's interesting. I don't think the older girls are too crazy about Robin. Cody says for 16 years, it's been three wives and him and three moms and one dad for all the kids since birth. So the children have never been in the culture of, a, having a of him having a fiance or a girlfriend or a potential new wife. Maddie said seeing the side of her dad is kind of freaky. Mariah says Cody's a teenager all over again. Maddie says the way he loves Robin, if he was my husband with another woman, I would be ripping her hair out. I agree. I think the older kids see how this affects their moms and they know how it would feel if they were them. Maddie knows she'd want to go primal on Robin's ass if Robin was the one marrying her husband and her husband was gushing like that about love. And Cody seems to be very vocal in front of all of his wives and kids with the gushing and the speaking of his love for her every second of every day. One thing I want to point out is the professor who studies polygamy on the panel episode Sister Wives on the Ropes, season 6, episode 9, pointed out about what factors cause a relationship, a, pol a polygamist relationship and a polygamist family dynamic to fail was openly showing affection and picking a favorite wife and being open and expressive about it. And it appears that before they even married, Cody already knew this love with Robin was the on one wavelength soulmates type of love. And he seemed incredibly unwilling to hide it to the point where the kids already know. And I can't imagine how the wives feel because I doubt he gave them any reassurance at all that he still loves them while he's carried away with this love with Robin. Last season and even before, Cody said many times that his wives were obstacles to his goals. I think the heart wants what the heart wants and Cody already had all of these kids and three wives, but his goal is to be with the woman that he loves, that he's in love with. It was obvious then looking back in light of what we see this past season, it's even more evident. I believe once Savannah is out, and she might already be out of the house, I really don't know, I think she might have a year left, that Cody will live in monogamy with Robin whether Mary and Janelle will leave or not. Mary will die on that cross, she won't leave, and he, Cody has done everything to get her to go. 
Christina's already out. Janelle has left before and questioned polygamy many times. And I believe Cody will start pushing harder with her doing his systematic methods until Janelle try leaves as well. He will push her to the breaking point. Janelle has said it's easier without Cody when he's not around. It's easier with him not around. And she has left before and came back before even the first season was filmed. Janelle called Cody her best friend this season at the tell-all. And Cody, when asked if they were in tune, said they weren't aligned and they weren't in tune. And when he was asked if he was in love with Janelle, he answered that if she were being honest, then she would say she isn't in love with me. Really deflected. He didn't say, he didn't want to say, no, I'm not in love with Janelle. I don't love Janelle. Instead, he deflected and he said, if Janelle was being honest, she would say she isn't in love with me. And he also, when asked if he loves his wives and if he believes his wives loves him, he said, it's not love. It's more of commitment and determination. It was really sad. Janelle called Cody her best friend and Cody couldn't even say that he was her best friend. He couldn't even say he has love for her, but isn't in love with her. Instead, he deflected and turned the question around saying, ask Janelle. She'll say she isn't in love if she's honest. And I believe Janelle is up next. He's going to try to push her out the way he tried to push out Mary. That was unsuccessful. And the same way he successfully pushed out Christine. And Christine is going to be so much happier. She already is. I think she is going to be next up, Janelle. Next on this episode, it's time for Robin's birthday. Robin and her kids arrive. And Robin explains that she has three kids. Dated in the oldest, who was 10 at the time, Aurora, who was 7 at the time, and Brianna, who was 5, and they're now full-grown adults, still living at home. Robin explained she was married before, and she was in a polygamous culture, but they never took on another wife in her relationship with her husband that she's divorced from. She says it was a difficult marriage, and they made the decision to end it. She says she's scared of the unknowns in marrying Cody and joining the family, but she thinks it'll work, that it will be okay. Of course, Robin knows the type of love Cody has for her isn't just commitment and determination, but an in-love emotional bond deeper than he has with the other wives, and she knows Cody is ego-driven, and she likes being needy and taken care of, and she is willing to obey at all costs, and she knows how to manipulate Cody into getting what she wants. Mary, the first wife, divorced on paper to give the legal status to Robin in order to have Cody adopt Robin's kids. And Robin is the wife responsible now, should Cody pass away, God forbid, and she is technically the legal wife, the head wife, and the favorite wife. She knew Cody was hooked, and I do believe that they love each other, and I think he's ego-driven, and he likes to control and lead, and she likes depending on people. She's very dependent, and she likes deferring to the man. So she knew it's going to work out perfectly fine. I also want to point out, at the tell-all she said in her first marriage, she tried harder than Christine tried with Cody, and she shamed Christine for not trying harder and for getting a divorce. So it was okay for Robin to end her difficult marriage, of course, because she was unhappy, but Robin was angry with Christine for not trying harder and accepting her difficult marriage. And she shamed Christine for not trying as hard as she did when she, Christine, has tried for years and years and years and years. What kind of a woman who has a divorce herself for not wanting to be in a fraught marriage shames another woman for not trying hard enough when they know they're unhappy and they know that they'll never be happy in the marriage and they want a divorce. She didn't show a shred of compassion 
or empathy or understanding woman to woman when she has been through the same exact struggle as Christine. She's been in Christine's shoes. Instead, Robin shamed her because now the vision she put on her dream board or her vision board is ruined and her big picture in her head of one big family was ripped apart and it's not going to be the way she thought it would be in her head. Everything is about how it affects Robin. Robin, Robin, Robin. Everything is about how it affects her. She can't extend herself to put herself in another person's shoes and understand what they're going through. She has been through what Christine has been through, but she can't empathize. Instead, she's angry because it affects the ideal picture she had in her head. That's incredibly selfish, it's manipulative, and it's disgusting to not show Christine that support. It shows you the type of person Robin is, in my opinion, and the type of attributes and faults that she has. Back to the show, Christine says, Cody and Robin got engaged and she thought, that's nice now, so now it's more official. And then a month later, Christine found out that Cody sealed the engagement with a kiss and she freaked out. Christine explains that with his other three wives, they didn't kiss until the wedding altar, until the wedding day, that was their first kiss. She says she didn't feel right about kissing a married man until she was married to him. And she also seemed to want to be respectful of his wives. To Christine, the fact that Cody kissed Robin was incredibly devastating. Robin explains that when Cody asked her to marry him and she said yes, he kissed her and she thought, all right, well, it's done. Robin says when she found out Christine was upset by it, and then she does her crying thing, scrunching up her face, covering it with her hand as Cody lovingly comforts her, and she cries with no tears, saying she was upset because she knew she hurt Christine. She wasn't upset when she stabbed Christine in the back this tell-all episode, was she? But she was angry. But back then, she, her, she, her heart was broken that she broke Christine's heart. Anyways, Robin says she knew it would be complicated, but she didn't know it would break her heart as well. Poor Robin, the pain she has to cause the other wives, breaks her fragile heart. But she blames Christine when she wants a divorce. Cody and she wants to be happier than accepting a loveless marriage and instead of Christine accepting a loveless marriage she felt anger that Christine didn't accept that and that Christine wanted a divorce master manipulator before she even married Cody Robin says the last time she had this nice of a birthday was when she was a kid Christine says Cody has gone way too much and she thinks Cody going down to see Robin is tearing them apart a bit and then, one more flip side, Robin is great. And she only says Robin is great. She's sitting next to Cody in the confessional with the other wives on the couch. And when, she, when uh, Christine expresses concern about Cody going to see Robin tearing the family apart and tearing their relationship apart, then Cody kind of gives her a look. And then she says, on the flip side, Robin is great. Mary gives Robin a gift and, she jo and Cody jokes that he isn't the only person in love with Robin. I can't imagine being a wife of his and being pregnant on top of that and hearing him say how in love he is with his new fiance. And he says it openly. He gushes and gushes about it openly all the time. It must have felt like absolute torture. Mary says you have all the emotions and you wonder when Cody is going to give you the attention he is giving to Robin because she is the new thing and the new excitement and they've been married for 20 years. And so you think, gosh, it's been a long time. And then they cut away from the confessional and Robin opens her gift from Mary and it's a friendship necklace like the kind where each friend gets half of a heart like you get like a best friend's necklace in elementary school that you would get from a Claire's store. 
Mary says she thinks, I don't want to do this. I'm comfortable with Janelle and Christine. She's crying and emotional with the rest of the confessional. And at this point, she and Cody were still involved as husband and wife back then. And she says she's comfortable with Janelle and Christine and they get her. And she says she doesn't know what she, she doesn't know that she wants to stay sometimes. She says the only thing that even wants her to stay is her commitment level and her daughter. She says this is her family, meaning Mariah's family, and she wouldn't ever do that to her by leaving the family. Wow. I think already back in season one, Mary wasn't getting the attention and love that she needed from Cody. And the fact that she considers leaving even back then, but what held her back was Mariah and commitment. Wow. Mariah is gone and grown now. She has to be the most committed woman in the world if even now she won't go. She was willing to go with the man of her dreams. So is Mary staying because of not wanting to lose her identity within the family? Or does Mary fear being alone in life? Because she has enough financially to be alone. She has a pyramid scheme money from LuLaRoe and she's the successful inn. And whether she leaves or not, she'll have the show. She'll still have the show. Cody made it clear there's never going to be a chance with him. He made it clear that no one would accept what Mary has with him as enough. He can't divorce her, but she refuses to leave. And he basically said, I'll build my acquaintance a house on the land. She can be in the bigger family, but she can never be with me. She has her own income, so why does she stay? She was unhappy then. I didn't even remember her saying that she considered leaving back then, and now their relationship is completely over, but she stays when she can be financially independent and live alone, live on her own. So I believe, I mean, she must fear being alone in the world, or as though if she leaves, she won't be welcomed into the larger family for events. That was an eye-opening confessional for me. This rewatch has so much that just jumps out at me. Next, Christine explains she's pregnant with her sixth child and she thought she was done and she had no interest in having more children. But Aspen told Christine she should think about having more kids, so she thought about it. And Cody always wants more children because he loves kids. So there's a six-year difference between Isabel, her last baby, and this baby truly, so she's panicking. She's 37 during season one filming and when she's pregnant and... She mentions that she had a miscarriage over a year ago and she isn't sure her body will function okay and that her body is okay. When she had a miscarriage, she hemorrhaged and she passed out and it was horrible. It was scary. And Christine sees her age as a factor and she wants things to go smoothly. So she meets Cody and they go to an appointment. Christine says Cody is a great father. That aged like milk. Was Cody a great father when he refused to go with Isabel during C-19 for her life-threatening scoliosis surgery? And Cody was the first thing Isabel asked for when she opened her eyes when she came out of surgery. So, I mean, it was devastating. She says she was nervous at first because when she got married, she wasn't sure Cody was doing a good job, but that Cody is a great dad and she's excited to give him another child. Cody was happy that Truly is a girl because he knew if Christine had a girl, there was still a chance she'd want to have another baby with him and then they could try for a boy. If she already had a miscarriage and thankfully truly is healthy and Christine was healthy afterwards, is Cody considering the risks to Christine and the baby to try again all just so he can have another boy and all just so he can have more children to inflate his ego? This guy has no foresight. He's ego all the way. Hemorrhaging from miscarriage is no joke. You can lose too much blood too fast. Imagine if she fainted and hemorrhaged and the kids were out and the moms were at work and no one was home. 
I don't think Cody thinks these things through. I don't think he understands the seriousness of things. Christine says she's indecisive. She looks at her age and, and already having six kids and she's thinking, eh, but she also thinks another pregnancy, that would be fun. Having kids with Robin at the same time would be fun too. Cody jokes, asks, ask us in three years. Cody says he and Robin have been courting for a while and they are closer to a wedding and they are moving her closer to Lehigh from down south. They found a place half a mile from the big house and he is trying to herd the kids and the wives to help move Robin. He jokes, it's not a circus, it's a goat rodeo. Nell says she isn't going to be going to help Robin move. She decided to supervise the kids left at home since she had to work. And she points out that it's nice. It goes back to that sharing of the duties that you get to have with polygamy. So you get to pick and choose the things you want to do. And Mary says it's about damn time she's moving because of all the time Cody had to spend going away five hours each way to see her. Cody says he and Robin were both getting tired of the trip. And Christine says, so are we. It's a long time for Cody to be gone. And they know they will be really coming together as a real family. But it's been so disjointed having Robin so far away. She says it will be nice being all together. Robin says for months, everyone has wanted to do the move. They've been looking at places and Robin has been looking for a job. What job? She never worked upon entering the family. She had her niece as a nanny in Vegas and she had a nanny now with three grown kids plus her and Cody in the house. She can't even parent alone with four other adults in her home with just two little ones and she never worked other than being filmed and the failed My Sister Wife's Closet. And she did work, you know, as a single mom, of course she worked, but once she joined the family, it was just being filmed and then My Sister Wife's Closet and that's failed. There's better designed cheaper jewelry at the Walmart jewelry counter or the flea markets or Target or Kohl's. You can go to any cheapo place and get better jewelry than that. Better designed and for much cheaper. I checked the site. It's there but under construction and you can access it but it's down. You can't see anything on it. Other than her failed business venture, what does Robin do uh, for work? I want to know. Other than being filmed. Anyways, Cody says they talked about having... Robin move into the big house, but they can't. It, it can't be done. It's not cool, according to Robin, because she isn't married to him. She says because they aren't married yet, she can't move into his home. She says it's not proper. Duh. Duh is the language of an elementary school student in the early 90s. Duh reminds me like when I was in elementary school, we would watch Thank God It's Friday. There was Full House. And after Full House, there was um, Family Matters. And I think even before Full House, there used to be Perfect Strangers. Um, and Duh was, you know, around that era in the early 90s. So I, the show aired in uh, 2010. And that was a language that elementary school students used to use back in the early 90s. So why was she using Duh in 2010? So that was odd that she's 30 using the word Duh. There's a lot of that's childish about her, and she uses a lot of words incorrectly, I noticed. If she's worried about being proper and proper etiquette, then why did she kiss Cody when his other three wives felt the correct etiquette was to kiss at the marriage altar for the first time? I think you should kiss and be intimate and live with a person way before the wedding day. You have to know a person and all their manners and quirks, mask on, mask off, and the only way to fully know that person is to live together. I have no antiquated notions of marriage and love. But if all the other wives in that family under that lifestyle kissed at marriage, why didn't Cody do the same with Robin? And why did she not insist? Why was it different standards from the start with Robin? 
The reason she is saying she can't move into the big house and that it's not proper etiquette because she's not a wife, it's because she wants the separate rental and she prefers it. I doubt she wants to live with his three wives. After they married, she still had a separate house. And then she changed the, the reason, not because she wasn't a wife anymore, she said, because there was not enough room. So proper etiquette isn't her concern. It's all about her preferences. She kissed before marriage because she wanted to, regardless of the etiquette followed in that family. She didn't not move into the one big house because uh, she was worried about proper etiquette. That was her choice. First, she said it was because she wasn't a wife. Later, after marriage, she still kept living in a separate house, citing not enough room. And maybe there wasn't enough room. But this has nothing to do with her concern for proper etiquette and decorum and having respect for the other wives. If the three other wives didn't kiss Cody until their wedding day, she should have had the same standards for herself. So she doesn't really care that much about respecting the wives. If it was about her following the same standards as the other wives, she would not have kissed him before the altar and she would have done everything just as the other wives did in her relationship as they did in their relationships with Cody. This is her preferences, but it's not about etiquette and it's not about not yet being his wife. Robin says when she grew up, she had to hide who she was and that she came from a polygamist family. She says this show will be a shock to her classmates that she grew up with and it will be a shock to anybody from high school and to anybody that knew her growing up because she grew up polygamist and she couldn't claim her dad and her dad couldn't claim all of his kids as his kids. We learn that Madison nicknamed Robin Birdie and she's helping Robin pack. Robin says she loves Madison and she starts her crocodile tears again. She apologizes to cameras, the whole shtick that she usually does. She's just so overcome with emotion over her love for Maddie. Maddie says she doesn't mind if her parents live polygamy, but her choice for herself in her life is she doesn't want to live polygamy. She says she loves her family and she wouldn't want it any other way, but for her, she wants monogamy. Robin says it's fine. Maddie doesn't want to live polygamy. She says every child has a choice and she will support and love them all through all of it, through whatever they choose. And I'm going to give, and I'm not going to be pro-Robin like all the way, but I have to give her credit where credit's due of her supporting every child and every that they have their individual choice to make and she will support them and love them through it. And I want to point out that she handled Mariah's coming out with grace. She handled it very well. She was very accepting and loving. And I appreciated that moment um, with Robin. I think Robin did a great job when Mariah came out to the family. And I appreciate that she says every child has a choice and she will support and love them through all of it. I, that's great. I will give her credit where credit is due. Peyton said, and I think most viewers know this um, in his recent podcast interview, that none of the kids want to live polygamy. And it doesn't surprise me. The kids saw their moms get less time and attention than they deserved. And they saw the jealousy and the competition and the suffering and the sadness and the struggle that their moms had to endure to live this way, to live in polygamy. And I can understand not one of the kids wanting to live this way. It's not surprising. Robin mentions... Uh, Dayton's condition next. She says he has Asperger's syndrome and she explains that it's a high functioning form of autism and that it explains why Dayton was the way he was since he was little. She says that they do hyper-focusing and they do under-focusing. Robin was concerned about the move because she is messing up Dayton's schedule and routine and she is messing up what Dayton is accustomed to and used to. But she's praying that what she has to replace it with will be better. 
And I appreciate this. I have to give her credit that she seems very sensitive to Dayton's needs with his disability. And she seems very concerned about changing his routine and changing his schedule. And she seems very invested in Dayton's success. And I, I have to give her credit for that. I will give credit where credit's due. Christine says she is nervous that Robin's kids aren't going to adjust well. And she says they have a lot of stresses right now and she's concerned. Janelle says Robin's kids are still really young. And Christine asks if that makes it worse or better. Janelle answers that she thinks it makes it harder. Christine says because they don't understand everything that's happening. And Janelle says their world is in upheaval and she worries about their younger kids as well because they can't logic it out the way the older kids can. Robin says she's worried about the move and she's worried about her kids being able to find friends and about them adjusting to a new school and she's worried about them adjusting to their whole new life. She's concerned about all of it for her kids. Christine says they knew Robin needed to move and they wanted her to move, presumably so because it takes less time away from their time with their husband, understandably so, so that they were going to make it happen at all costs and even a pregnant Christine is pitching in to help. Mary is the family mover, we learn, and it's her domain. She likes to take charge and get it done. And she says, give me the power and I'm all good. Christine says she can go cheer people on. She can motivate. She can delegate. But they had to have Mary. Mary is the key with anything with the Brown family with moving. Cody jokes that Mary's the packing Nazi. Mary says her theory is get in, do it, get it done, go home, then take a nap. Cody says she's getting it done right. It takes a while, though, because Mary overthinks it. Mary's doing most of the heavy lifting, helping Cody move his soulmate, and Cody has the nerve to criticize that it takes a long time because Mary overthinks it, as he's just standing there with not even a box in his hands. What a dick. He's just pissed because everyone complimented Mary, and Mary seems to be the best mover in the family, even superior to him, and he doesn't like that he isn't receiving the credit and the adulation. So rather than praise her, he has to add, she does it right, but she overthinks it and it takes her a long time. He has to criticize some way and say some negative thing. He can't just uh, uh, congratulate her and tell her she's doing a good job and praise her for it 100%. Christine points out that Mary is breaking a sweat, working hard, and Cody is, and she mimics just sitting around playing with her hair. And it's true, Cody stood there critiquing, doing nothing, as Mary and the kids took charge. And he says Christine is painting him as impotent, and he isn't a guy walking around with a finger in his nose and the other one in his nose. Mary praises everyone for doing good and amazing work, helping her help Robin move. I didn't see Robin lift anything or pack too much. I did see Maddie help her pack, and Mary and the kids run around like worker bees as Cody stood there critiquing Mary. When Mary praised everyone, he said her sarcasm was so reassuring. She asks Cody why he's so defensive all of a sudden, and he says he's always defensive when the wives criticize him. Robin's new house is a block away from the big house. Everyone is excited to see it. They give Dayton the room with the windows, and Cody says this will be Dayton's room because a man has to be near the window to protect the women. I think women can protect themselves, and I get that, yeah, if a man is there, he should obviously protect them first, but a woman can also protect themselves just fine and be by the window as well. Robin says the kids are normal kids just doing their thing, they're all normal, and just a family, meaning normal, like a normal polygamist family, and that she wants that to be seen as normal. She hopes that this will free the kids from living in secrecy and not having to deny their father as their father. And they can say, hey, this is who I am, and be open about it and own it because of the TV show. 
Robin says she has stuff in her storage she has been saving for this part of her life. And she says, this is the good part. I'm finally here. And she cries. Christine is helping install the washer and dryer. And she explains, you have to know how to do things like this when there's a family with more than one wife because the husband is gone sometimes and you have to learn to do things by yourself. Cody thanks his family for helping and being there. Did they have a choice to say they didn't want to help move Robin? I doubt it, but I'm glad he showed his family some appreciation. That's the end of episode three. I was particularly shocked by Mary being vocal about wanting to leave and saying she stayed out of commitment and because it's her daughter's family. I think the only wife who didn't truly mind polygamy at this point is Janelle because Janelle isn't the type of woman who likes a husband glued to her up her ass. She seems to like to work and she likes independence and she enjoys space and free time. She isn't waiting for her night with Cody desperately. She doesn't seem to need that level of attention from a partner. I think polygamy suits her more than the other wives, personality-wise, but she also left once before and she came back previous to the show. And we know she questioned it again when this season was filmed and she decided to stay. And I think it will depend on Cody's behavior. See Janelle leaving as well. I don't think she would miss having a husband were she alone. And she did say it was easier when Cody wasn't around, so we'll have to see. That does it for this episode of Sister Wives with Mary Jane Kay. Thanks so much for watching. Please like, share, comment, and subscribe. I would really appreciate that. And I would love to hear your take on this episode down below in the comment box. I love, love, love all of the insightful comments from you guys. And I appreciate the discussion. Thanks, guys. I'll see you next week for episode four of season one. Bye.